I think with every album, it just comes down to what's exciting to us at the time. You know, it's not an indication of how things necessarily are going to be in the future. I don't know. The next record could have a ton of rapping on it. The next record could be really heavy. 97X Icons from the 97X Archives. We got in a band to really make a difference in the world. Committed to 30 Seconds to Mars in a very, very deep way. One-on-one with the biggest names in alternative music. Episode 3, Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park. Tito's handmade vodka is distilled from corn and certified gluten-free. In the mid-90s, Tito Beverage built his very own micro-distillery in Austin, Texas and put his life savings into it. He continues to produce award-winning, smooth American vodka on the same land where it all started over 20 years later. Tito's has won the unanimous judges' choice double gold medal at the World Spirits Competition, among many other awards. Visit us at titosvodka.com for recipes, videos, and more of Tito's story. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hey, it's Sam, and welcome to episode three of the 97X Icons podcast. And this is a really special one because it takes us back to an interview with Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, August 11th in 2007. We were backstage at the Project Revolution tour, which was at the then called Ford Amphitheater, also on the lineup that day, Sayosin, Taking Back Sunday, My Chemical Romance. But I just want to say real quick how important our relationship was with Linkin Park. We were there for them from the beginning. 97X has been the number one spinner of Linkin Park in the country for the past 20 years. And Linkin Park's song, In the End, is the 10th most played song in 97X history. So you could say they're a very special band to us. In this interview, Mike Shinoda took these questions that were fans submitted and talked about his favorite band to perform with, what they're doing to help the environment, and some of their biggest influences. You'll also hear me pop in throughout the podcast because when we first made this video, we had the questions on a slate screen, but I'm going to ask them so you can listen a little easier. Kyra from Spring Hill asked, what's your favorite band to perform with? Favorite band to perform with? That's a tough one. Um, I'd say as far as a single performance, we had the privilege of playing with Paul McCartney and Jay-Z. And that was, I mean, Sir Paul is just, he was so gracious and really humble for, I mean, you know, given the fact that every single person in the building was like killing to come say hi to him and shake his hand. Um, but as far as a whole tour with a band, I, I'd have to say Metallica was a really, I mean, that was a really fun tour. It was a really strong one. The guys were, were very hospitable and, and we had a ton of fun. We, you know, we felt like we had to go into that one playing our best and really win over some of the people in the crowd being hardcore Metallica fans who don't don't like anything else, you know what I mean? And it was a challenge and we we you know we we took it and played hard and it and it it panned out. We did we did really well. We had a great time. Sarah from Columbus, Ohio asked, "How are you helping the environment?" We are doing a couple of things uh what you call I guess green measures or um offset measures on the Project Rev tour. One of them being we are donating a dollar from every ticket to American Forests. Uh, the bottom line on that is that we're hoping to, do, to, to plant a million trees by the end of the tour or with the money from Project Rev from beginning to end. Um, in addition to that, we've converted a number, um, I want to say majority, of our trucks and buses from this tour to biodiesel. 
And just doing that alone is the equivalent of not driving the average car around the entire globe 13 and a half times. So it's a ton of CO2 saved. Um, those are our two main, you know, were our two main uh, ideas for this one. And hopefully we'll be able to continue to do things in the future with our tourists. That's really good. It's cool. Our attitude, I mean, our attitude about the, the green stuff is like, it's, it's not a ton of trouble. To, it's, a, you know, you got, do have to make an effort, but it's something that when you put it in place and see the, you know, the effects of it and you get to, you get to do these things and, and know that you're doing something, um, that's a good feeling. And we definitely encourage everybody, you know, other bands and fans at home to, to do, to, you know, to do what, do what you can. Jasmine from St. Pete's Question really shows uh, the time at which this was filmed. New CD seems softer. Why? The industry? Can you not scream anymore? Um, it's actually, I would say that it doesn't have anything to do with any of those things, probably. Um, good, good question, though. But for us, you know, I mean, we're getting a little bit older. Our tastes... They haven't changed dramatically, but they change, you know, just like anybody. If you, this person who asked the question, what's their name? Jasmine. Jasmine. If Jasmine thinks about what she listens to this year versus what she listened to last year versus what she listened to five years ago. And we're talking about Hybrid Theory came out in 2001. We wrote some of those songs in 1999, you know, it's like our tastes are obviously very different from, let's say, 10 years ago. And Every, I think with every album, it just comes down to what's exciting to us at the time. You know, it's not an indication of how things necessarily are going to be in the future. I don't know. The next record could have a ton of rapping on it. The next record could be really heavy. Next record could be more soft. I don't, I, I don't know. Brett from Tampa asked, who are your biggest influences? It's hard for me to say because certain out. Al- it's more more about certain albums than it is certain artists. I think there aren't that many artists that I follow. Like, I love every single record, you know. Um, but you know, I was always a fan of Nine Inch Nails. I was always a fan for you know Run DMC, and um, I loved the uh, the Roots. I still love to go watch those guys play. Um, Jay Z is a great. You know, he is one of the greats. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, just as a, as you know, in what we do, I think all the guys in the band are kind of like, like me in that sense where we just kind of like a lot of different things and we, we tend to jump around, you know, one week we'll be on classic rock, listening to Hendrix and the next week it's about Prague and the next week it's about, you know, like the current hip hop single that just came out. <laughs> no, you know. you know, when we were doing minutes to midnight, it's, um, when we were doing stuff that sounded like what we had done before, we were feeling kind of like we were ripping ourselves off. It was just feeling a little boring. And, you know, we immediately started thinking of bands like U2 and Depeche Mode and, I mean, the Beatles. I mean, there's so many, so all of the great bands at some point or another hit a, hit a, a hurdle or hit a wall where it was like, we, in order for us to be happy and do what we're doing anymore, and continue to make records, we need to jump outside of our box and do something drastically different. And you have the Achtung Baby and you know, stuff like that, where it's just like, how did they do that? You know, they just totally changed their sound. It still sounds like them, but it's totally different. Jamie from Hudson asked, what song would you like to cover? We are really bad about covers. Our band is, I mean, like within the band, it's almost like just a notorious, it's a, 
it's it's a terrible topic to bring up because like I love I would love to do covers personally, and some of the guys would as well. Um, but every time you bring one song up, like I said, our tastes are all over the place and they're changing at all times. So you almost never, we almost never agree on a song that we could cover. Um, we, there may be another, another one or two in our future. Like I think that we've got a couple that we're thinking about doing. Um, I don't want to give those away, but in the past we've done, um, I mean, we did a Deftone song just cause it was at the time it was really fun. It was real screamy and crazy. Uh, did a Nine Inch Nails song. Uh, Ch- we, Chester did uh, Jane's Addiction. Um, which one did he do? Jane, I think. Jane Says? Jane Says. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's great. He also, he also with with his, on, on like, side project, covered uh, 20 Eyes by the Misfits, which I love. I'd love to cover that with Linkin Park, but he's kind of sick of it at this point. <laughs> Kim from Tampa asked, what's the future of Fort Minor? Uh, I think all my Fort Minor energies at this point have been um, kind of channeled into the stuff I'm doing with Styles of Beyond. Um, Styles is on this tour on Project Revolution. They played the, the Revolution stage earlier today. Uh, they actually just joined the tour, so this is their second show in. And um, yeah, we, I did a couple tracks on their record. We just had a song in the Transformers soundtrack called Second to None which came out awesome. It's, it's great. Um, and their record is called Rocket Surgery. So if you're a fan of Fort Minor, uh, I think next year, early next year, probably hopefully January, February, or somewhere around that time, we'll be putting out Rocket Surgery. Always love this question. Dave from Clearwater asked, what are your pre-show rituals? A couple of things we do. Like for one, one thing that we always have in the dressing room is um, socks and underwear and towels, water. But socks and underwear are the main thing because we, if you've ever come to one of our shows, I mean, we we work really hard on stage. We always play really hard, um, whether it's 30 minutes or, you know, two hours. We've never actually hit two hours. We I think the longest we've gone is like an hour, an hour uh, 40 or so. And that's about the length of these shows right now. Um, that So therefore, you know, when it co- you come off stage, it's nice to like put on some dry, clean clothes and like relax, especially when it's 90 degrees and, you know, as, as humid as it is here in Florida right now. And a question all the way from North Wales in the UK. Paula asked, one week to live, what are you going to do? <laughs> that is a really difficult question. I don't know what I, I don't know what I can say about that. I definitely would like to spend it. I'm, I'm real, uh, like kind of family, like home oriented. I rarely talk about like my whole family and in, in interviews and all that because I like to keep that you know boundary in the right place and 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 I don't think it's I don't think it's something that I think I'd be very uncomfortable if that gets when that gets crossed. Um, the uh, so yeah so whatever it is I'd hope I'd be doing it with my my wife and my my brother and my mom and dad and my dog and. Okay, Sarah from Newport Richie. She wanted to know who in Lincoln Park is single. Nobody. <laughs> lucky, lucky crew. Michael from Gibsonton wanted to know most memorable concert. Oh, wow. That's tough. Th- you know, it, sometimes there's just these weird, like, special shows. Like, I, rem- I remember the uh, we played two sold-out nights at the Budokan in Tokyo that were phenomenal um just because it's a really it's a really famous venue 
they have their huge sports event, their sumo events there, big concerts there. It's a great venue. Um, I, I don't know, but I would guess that it's the equivalent of like a Madison Square Garden in the in the U.S. Um, and just selling it, being able to sell it out and have to do a second show there is just phenomenal. You know, it's such a great feeling. Um, and another one is that we actually have pictures of this in our book. If you look in our, we have a book called From the Inside and it's about the touring um, journey for Meteora. And we have some pictures of uh, the show in Kuala Lumpur where you can actually see their, you know, national, mo- or I shouldn't say national monuments, but one of their really famous buildings, they these, these uh, Patronus towers that light up from, you know, they're, they're two of the highest buildings in the world and they light up from top to bottom and you can actually see them from the venue. They're right on the outside of the venue. So we're sitting there basically playing to a, a crowd of, I don't know, 60 to 80,000 people. There's royalty in the audience. The towers are in the back of the venue. It was just amazing, you know. And that wraps it up. Our interview with Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park that took place August 11th in 2007. As of that moment, they had released three studio albums and were already considered by the music industry to be one of the most important alternative acts at that time. After this interview, Lincoln Park went on to record four more studio albums, with the last one being in 2017, One More Light. But then, of course, we had the unfortunate and heartbreaking death of Chester Bennington and the future of the bands up in the air. They've said they would not replace a Chester Bennington ever. But if something naturally developed that just made sense, they would consider it. Linkin Park, like I said before, was a part of 97X from the very beginning, and we loved watching them grow. They eventually sold over 100 million records worldwide. They had 11 number one singles on the alternative charts, which is the most of any artist and they were the first rock band to reach 1 billion YouTube hits and the only artist to have two songs on Spotify's top 10 timeless songs. In 2012 they were voted the greatest artist of the 2000s by Billboard. There is absolutely no question, no doubt that Mike Shinoda, Chester Bennington as well and Linkin Park are 97X icons. My name is Sam. We hope you continue to join us each episode as we relive an iconic interview that happened in 97X history. Tito's handmade vodka is distilled from corn and certified gluten-free. In the mid-90s, Tito Beverage built his very own micro distillery in Austin, Texas, and put his life savings into it. He continues to produce award-winning smooth American vodka on the same land where it all started over 20 years later. Tito's has won the unanimous Judge's Choice Double Gold Medal at the World Spirits Competition, among other awards. Visit us at titosvodka.com for recipes, videos, and more of Tito's story. 80-proof Tito's handmade vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, crafted to be savored responsibly. 97X Icons is a presentation of 97X. Hosted by Sam. Edited by Anthony Minotti. 97X is a CXR station.